What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward today with Jonathan Rivera. He comes from a blue-collar background and left the rat race to pursue real estate. Today, he runs a successful rental business. And in addition to that, he also runs the Podcast Factory, where he helps podcasters connect with high-value clients. How are you today, Jonathan? I am excited to be here, John. Oh, excited to have you as well. Thank you so much. Jonathan, I'm so curious about your background and your story. So tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, how did you start out your career and how did you transition into real estate and then later on into this whole thing called podcasting? Wow, there's so much there that I'm going to try to keep it brief so we don't we don't bore the listeners, yeah. but it's really uh I was programmed from when I was a little child that I had to go get a a job, uh, a mm-hmm. trade, something to fall back on is what my parents called it. So that programming propelled me into my blue collar work. I became an electrician, did that for 9 years and hated almost every oh, single wow. minute of it. You know, Jonathan, I've got to ask you, because I know some friends, I have a couple of friends who are in the blue collar world, and they absolutely love it. So what did you hate about being an electrician? I, for me, it just wasn't fulfilling. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my calling. I mean, I did some good work. I moved up the ranks. And uh, by young age, I think by 23 or so, I was running jobs and I had the van. And that was really the the pinnacle of it. It's like you can run jobs, you can be a foreman, you can lead the crew, but that's it. And I felt like there was more to the world and more Hmm. that I had to give than that. Wow. Yeah. And it's so interesting, Jonathan, because it's that that little kernel. And and I, I always find in my own journey and in the people that I've talked to, it's that little thing in your head that says there's something more out there. And you either suppress it and kind of keep going with the program where you you kind of take that leap. So what did you decide to do when you started getting that itch? Oh, man. So it really, so it took a little while. And we talked about real estate a little bit, and that was my escape route. I knew that if I could get into real estate, that it could probably break me free of the rat race. And Mm -hmm. that's what I had read in books and stuff. But I studied books and I, I dreamt about it for a couple of years, but it wasn't until my mom died hmm. and I started reflecting and looking at my parents and saying, gosh, they, there's mom's gone. She lived her whole entire life, doesn't really have much to show for it, almost nothing, right? They still have a mortgage on their house. Maybe their cars are paid off and not much in the way of savings. And I'm like, I just there's no way, there's no way that I'm going to live like that. And that's when I made the jump. I'm like, I don't care. I left my job. I had like 500 bucks. I left my job and I went and got my real estate license and and just proceeded to make it work, even though I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Wow. Uh, Jonathan, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm very sorry uh, for the loss of your mom. But I, I'm curious, let's step back a little bit. What was the thing that got you interested were curious about real estate it was just that that bit about that being the equalizer just mm-hmm. knowing that 
I, I've known people in real estate. I, I've read the books and know that I could make a deal. I didn't need a ton of money, but that was the only way I could see me escaping what I was doing. That to me seemed the best route for the average man to, to accumulate wealth, or at least I had read that in the books and mm -hmm. I wanted to prove it and see if it was real. And it, you know, it, it, <laughs> it was a fun journey and I, I learned a lot, but yeah, it was just knowing that if I stayed in that job, I was going to hate my life or I could take this risk and jump into real estate. And that's why I got my license. I figured if I could sell real estate, and also eventually invest in it, I, I could make more money than I was making at this job. So I took the leap of faith. So, so Jonathan, what was that like? I mean, you and, and this is, I think, a struggle for a lot of people and uh, entrepreneurs that I've spoken to, people who are listening to this podcast. When do you know it's the right time to make the leap? I mean, I, you had $500 in your bank account. And what made you decide, I'm just going to make that clean break and I'm going to start over, as opposed to maybe saying, uh, I'm going to keep working as an electrician, make sure I've got some income that's coming in while I'm pursuing this on the side. I know it's, 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 a, tricky, it's a tricky balancing act, but what made you decide, hey, I'm just going to go for it? I don't think it was a decision. It was more of a need. I, I was depressed the last year. I was in electrical. I couldn't even do any work. And my, wow. my, my jobs were suffering and, and my, uh, <laughs> my bosses weren't very happy with me. So I knew I had to leave, but I, I got humbled, hat in hand, went back and talked to my dad. And since he was without mom, I, I asked to move back in and he allowed me to. So I knew that I had that covered. And um, eventually dad became my partner in the business oh, and we wow, made a bunch of great. money, <laughs> lost well, a bunch of money. And <laughs> well, Jonathan, but I do have to ask you, since you had mentioned earlier that it was that, you know, that education, that programming, uh, from your parents who I, I believe all parents come from a place of love. They want to see their children succeed, do better than they did. But when you went back to your dad and said, Hey, I am going to be leaving my job as an engineer. I'm going to become a real estate entrepreneur. And on top of that, you know, I'm wondering if I can maybe crash at your place for a while. How did he react to that? He, had, he thought I was stupid because I had all the stuff like the van yeah. and running yeah. the jobs and all that. He's like, what are you talking about, man? But like you said, they come from a place of loving. So he, he knew I wanted something better and he backed me up. Oh, that's great. And at what point, Jonathan, did you start to see the risk pay off for you? Because I know it can be a grind. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of ups and downs and unpredictability. When did that risk pay off for you? See, that's the problem with the time I started. I started in real estate while it was booming. And so about a month after I got my license and I um, had an office, I was with uh, Coldwell, I think, at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I was doing floor duty and got my first deal. It closed in about a week and it was two or three thousand dollars which is wow. more than i made in a couple months and i'm wow. like oh man this <laughs> is better and then so uh give us the time frame here i mean uh, uh, what time period or what year are we talking here that you started yeah that was 2004 and it was only about 30 days till i had my first closed deal because oh. the market was just crazy yeah and then how long were you in real estate i'm still in real estate today actually but uh i mean i've i've been so, in since so 2004. 2004 to 18. So obviously you started out when the market was really good, but as as we all know, 2008 was a real shock to the system. So talk a little bit about that. What happened to your business during the downturn? 
God, that's the one, man. That's the one, John. That's where I got crushed. Mm. And, and that's where all the stuff came back. Like, you shouldn't have been doing this. You didn't oh, deserve wow. all that Ouch. money. You suck at life. Go oh. back to work. <laughs> you know? Here's the tough part about that is it took me about two years to get out of that. And I was in such a severe uh, low place because of all the money we had lost and all mm. everything. I was such a big failure. And it took me two years to climb back out of that. And what what kept you in it, Jonathan? Because a lot of people would say, hey, I had a pretty good run. I got burned. I'm going to go back to getting employed, being an employee. What kept you in the entrepreneurial tract? I couldn't. I just couldn't see it anymore. I couldn't yeah. see giving up my life, giving up the the precious little bit of life that we're given hour by hour for peanuts it was just so that was worse than than the terrible failure i had and yeah. so it was just picking the lesser of two evils at that point and what changed in your business i mean were there things that you took away from that experience of hitting sort of that big big rock bottom point as an entrepreneur did you change things did you change the way you did business what were some of your big takeaways as you were building back up yeah yeah we changed I mean, I changed everything. We changed everything. I say that because I think about me and my wife, who I affectionately refer to as Cupcake. <laughs> uh, me and Cupcake had to change everything. And so we, we went through a little broke time when we first got married. Yeah. And like We didn't really realize it, though, because we were happy. But everything changed. It was the fact that at that time when I did the real estate business, I was also in there with my tools on doing construction work. And so I realized that I had spent too much time working in the business as opposed to on the business and mm. being the leader and the steward of that business. And so that was a big one, uh, realizing that I had to actually put money away, <laughs> you know, instead of just spending it all. Uh, that was kind yeah, of a big deal. That's a huge one. That's yeah. A good and really thinking about how how we got business in the first place and that was my biggest one was where i changed to the idea of being more responsible with my marketing and uh, having metrics and really using sales as the driver of the business and so i, I had a lot of takeaways from oh, that that's one. great and it sounds like and this is actually leading me perfectly into our to my next subject with you it sounds like that that kind of laid the groundwork for you to get into podcasting. So I'd love to hear that story. What made you decide to get into podcasting and talk about some of the benefits that you've seen putting yourself out there on the on the ether, on the airwaves, as we say? It is funny that you mentioned that, John. I feel like uh, like you're reading my story somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, during that downtime. Uh, the two years I was in a funk, I had discovered podcasting. So I was I was uh, doing audiobooks on an iPod, and then I found out about iTunes, and I found all the, these shows on like marketing and entrepreneurship yeah. and internet marketing, and it just really broadened my horizon. And that's why when I came out of that whole cycle, that down cycle, I was more focused on the marketing aspect of the business. But yeah, it was that whole world of knowledge that I received was such a great gift that I was addicted to podcasts. And then <laughs> eventually when I got uh, my first Mac in around 2008, uh, everybody was talking about how you have to be the thought leader. And mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes right now, the thought leader yeah. 
in your market and the best way to do that was through blogging and I couldn't I wasn't one to blog I took me forever to write a blog post and it just was easier to talk I found GarageBand and I found (laughs) Blog Talk Radio and I I started making audio yeah Yeah, that's great that's great and Jonathan uh, so I, I love that story. I mean, it's very similar to when I discovered podcasts. For me, it was a little bit later. It was uh, 2014. I'm curious. So so now you have been building your brand. You're running the business. What would you say is the biggest challenge you face today? I think the biggest challenge that I'm overcoming at this moment, and in fact, I was doing some prep work for my week uh, right before we jumped on the call is really huh, this is people are going to think I'm such a slacker here, but doing less mm-hmm. like that. That's the problem. See, most people in business, they think they need to do more to get their results. Yes. And the fact is that if you do less and you allow your mind to do some of the work that needs doing, then you can actually save yourself a lot of time, a lot of headaches and leverage your capabilities to the to the most. And yeah. so that's that's what I'm doing right now is learning to do less and be okay with it. And uh, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes it's easy. Yeah, and I I love that because I think that is such an important lesson and I think it it really does apply to not only business but into life. I mean, you know, there's that adage work smarter not work harder. I absolutely love that. And it sounds like that's really your big why. And, and I, I'm so glad you're sharing that with Moving Forward listeners. So it's a lot of work. I know it's work that you're doing up front so that, you know, you don't have to do as much work later. What are you doing today? And it sounds like you're doing a lot of the prep work. What are you doing today to tackle this challenge and to move forward past it? So I'm, I'm obviously I track my time. So I'm really mm-hmm. weird. I'm bizarre. I, I track every minute of my day using an app. Uh, so I know where I'm wasting time or where I could be handing stuff off. But really, the big thing I'm doing is by tracking my time, I'm making sure that I have enough personal development time, enough time creating assets. And I also look at eliminating stuff like I shouldn't be working on the website or I shouldn't be doing this admin work. And so I mark some as green. Those are the good activities. I I mark some as red. Those are the ones that I got to lose. And over time, see, this is the thing. Most people will, they want to make this, they're moving forward and they want to make this drastic change and they try to just like overnight change everything. And look, if you're going to make progress, you're plotting a point then you're plotting another point, you have a line, then you plot another point, you have a graph. I got that I kind of visual from my man Nick at Relentless who says, you have to look at the bigger picture. So we're not running a race here, we're running a marathon. So mm-hmm. making the changes, keeping track of those changes, and looking back and saying, okay, so I have made some progression, I went down, I went up, but I'm still doing better than I was before. That's kind of how I spend my life now, John. I love it. And I love that practice that you shared with our listeners of graphing and putting it on a spreadsheet, we're putting on a chart and color coding it. And I love that green for your you know, business building or revenue generating activities. And I love that you're auditing how you're spending every minute. Uh, Jonathan, if you don't mind, can you share with our listeners what app you use to track your time? Yeah, I'm just using something called uh, Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. Oh, okay. That's great. I will definitely definitely have to check that one out and we'll have it on the write-up. Jonathan, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? 
I hope so. I think you are. I am so excited. You've already shared some great knowledge bursts. So I'm excited to have you on the show since you've done so much and you're continuing to move forward. Jonathan, I'm going to ask you this. This is a question that I've started asking my guests, and I'm excited to ask you, what is one thing that you do which runs counter to what most people say is the right thing to do but works really well for you? Uh, we actually just touched upon that. It's when I tell people that I work 20 hours a week, they scoff at me and mm-hmm. they they don't like it. And frankly, John, I'm trying to get down to less than that. Like yeah. I want to get down to 15 hours and then I can spread my time over a couple of businesses. That would be ideal for me. I love it. Absolutely love it. Jonathan, best gift that you would give to someone that would cost under $30? Best gift, a a journal of some sort. I love it. I love it. So do you journal? Is that uh, one of your practices? Every single day. Oh, that's great. I love it. And share with our listeners, I'm going to ask, give us a little peek. How do you journal? What's your technique? Well, I'm using the best best self journal. I just started it this quarter. Mm -hmm. And I find that it's elegant. It's simple and it still keeps me accountable. And I've tried a lot of different ones, but this just the simplicity of it is what what I'm enjoying right now. Awesome. Jonathan, what is one small choice or activity you're going to make today? Either you made it before we hopped on this interview or you're going to make it afterwards. That's going to move you forward. One thing that I added when I was journaling before we got on this call was uh, just reading 10 pages of a biography every day. I don't read enough biographies, and I'm reading Titan. Oh. And what I'm doing is a minimum of 10 pages a day, and I find that I'll actually read more than that, but at least it's a start. I love it. I love that you set the, the bare minimum. I've got to do at least this much, and then there are some days where you're going to go above that. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Jonathan, ready to do a little time travel? Yeah. For someone who counts their minutes... I'm excited to ask you something a little bigger. We're going to travel ahead five years in a time machine. Tell me, who is Jonathan in five years? Uh, I haven't gone ahead five years, but I have thought about three years. And really, we're just uh, me, Cupcake, my son, Huddy. We really just want to be beach, or not beach bums, ski bums. (laughs) That's really what we want. Do you ski? Yeah, well, snowboard over in uh, Park City, Utah. So Jonathan is the guy with the $3 million condo overlooking the mountain, and you find him there like three months a year at least, okay? That's really, that's who I am in three years. Awesome, awesome. I love that you actually have a very specific time frame, so it's three years. Do me a favor, travel ahead two more. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what about two years beyond that? What happens after that? I see us growing to a place where we're running multiple businesses and I work four days a week and each day is just spent on one of the businesses, whatever they need from me. And that that's kind of the, the safety because you know that I was in that downturn yep. in the real estate market. That is the reason why I got into podcasting and the podcast agency was to have diversified my income and I would like to diversify it some more. 
Fantastic. Jonathan, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the great work that you're doing? Best place to go is thepodcastfactory.com, thepodcastfactory.com. Awesome. We'll have all of that linked on the write-up. Jonathan, close out the show. Share some parting wisdom so that our listeners can move forward. Yeah, two words that I live by every single day. Get ready. Write them down. Do work. Mm, Love it. Absolutely love it. I actually got chills with that one. Jonathan, I'm going to thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come on today to share your incredible story, some really, really great knowledge bursts on moving forward, and sharing your wisdom and inspiration. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you. It was a blast. And moving forward, listeners, one more time, check it out. BeMovingForward.com. Remember, you can follow us on social at BeMovingForward, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.